0: Theorizing, case file forty-seven. Now, before we get into this uh, case file, if you listen to this podcast lots, you know uh, me and Andrew went down to Florida. Met some of our fans in Florida. Uh, had a good time. Um, currently getting devastated by Hurricane. Well, I think Hurricane Irma on its way. Um, if you're if you're in Florida and you have no way to uh, get help, the National Guard will come get you. You can dial one eight hundred. Nine five 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 zero four, and uh, they will come get you if you're if you're stuck. So um, if you're in Florida and you have to listen to this before your internet and everything gets wiped out, uh, write down that number because it can uh, help someone out. anyways, now on to the case file nine eleven revisited. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. So it pretty much guarantees we're gonna do a harp episode pretty quick here.
1: A lot of talk like about this- uh, a lot of talk about the harp and well, a lot of talk about well. You have the hurricanes. You had that gigantic earthquake in Mexico.
0: Yeah, and then just mm. the fucking fu- everything's on fire, man. Everything's oh, on yeah. fire.
1: All of, all of
0: British Columbia is on fire right now. The whole Yeah, mm-hmm. nor-
1: northwestern United States and British Columbia is just fucking erupting in a giant inferno right now. It's crazy. Yeah, just because some
2: kid with a firecracker.
1: Honestly, it w- I live in Kelowna here. It's been the hottest summer on record, like with the least amount of rain, but you haven't seen the sun. The sun's been blocked out for 40 days of because of smoke. The smoke's been so thick, it feels like it's like super cloudy, but it's actually super sunny. It's just all fucking smoke. It's insane
2: yeah there's a lot of like uh seismic activity that's been going around i mean i know china's had some mexico's had some and even the thing that worries me the most is that super volcano just sitting there in uh yellowstone yeah. i just hear like a lot oh. more increased uh tectonic activity and things like that and i mean a lot of a lot of legit scientists are saying yo, know, it's not something to worry about for the next like couple hundred years or within our lifetime but just every time i hear about an earthquake uh, earthquakes going down in Yellowstone or even Mexico, yeah, it just terrifies me. I get pretty nervous.
1: I remember seeing the thing. It was like, "That was like that super volcano is like this. It's gonna erupt. When it does erupt, it's gonna be like a hundred Mount Vesuvius, like that one in uh, yeah, in Italy. It's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be an insane.
2: absolute global catastrophe. The yeah. United States will be absolutely decimated. If anything, like that's it'll block out the sun." Uh, you won't be able to grow food there i think they said everybody pretty much everybody within 700 miles is going to be uh, dead or uh, the like ash will cover everything within that um it, america won't be able to grow food in any of the middle in those those central united states and it's just going to be it's fucking apocalypse <laughs> when that goes down
1: well, yeah w- welcome back to alien theories theorizing you're welcome <laughs> for the great news you are. yeah <laughs> Woo. The Things one, are looking up. The world is looking up for us. Oh my god! Anyways, yeah, this is crazy. It's everything going on is fucking crazy. But you know, what can you do about it? Nothing. So we're still here. Yep, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're still here. We're, all right.
0: And if you listen to our last podcast with Freddie Silva, it's 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 going to be back to the same old shitty ass now.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll try and get uh, Freddie back on another time. But for now, you got to deal with yeah. these Trumps. three story arc, three story arc. Yeah, with we're, we're, tra- Silva. we're trying for the three story arc. We'll see what happens.
0: Um so we had uh I want to get right into the space news. Woo. Um so we had a one of the oh so we're having earthquakes, everything's on fire, this and we had the largest solar flare in a decade. Yeah, it's yeah, um, crazy. Guess who saw Auroras? Who's got two thumbs and saw Auroras?
1: You're lying. You're lying.
0: This guy, you're a liar. Um, Finally, <laughs> the sky was pretty smoky, and I thought I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna see him. It's too smoky. We drove out to this cornfield. Um, it's a crop circle. on. Oh, uh, well, we didn't see a crop circle. A but too bad. The uh. smoke, the smoke cleared a little bit, and I mm-hmm. got to see him. They're popping, wow. popping off in the sky.
2: I think so you would have to see slippery. them. Those, uh, those solar flares were really serious stuff. Radio blackouts. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would hope you see auroras after all that. Yeah.
0: No, it was uh it was a good one. So that was my my first face. I've been talking about auroras for two years. I finally see one. First but, one. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's crazy.
0: So it's uh, uh, it's pre- it it was pretty. It, it, they're always fun to watch. It wasn't. They weren't the best ones I've ever seen. <clears throat> but it was like they always just fill you with wonder when you see them and shit. It's crazy. That's um, really cool. You got you got more. Well, this is weird because I thought we we definitely did talk about this a while ago, so um spit it out Well, no, I, fucking I we've already talked so pretty much that's all I had for space
1: News okay. my other thing,
0: was, as <laughs> I was reading the other thing, I was like, all of a sudden, I realized that I definitely talked about it before so, yeah,
1: it's all good i want I wanted to quickly touch on because we haven't done a case file since the total solar eclipse that went across the u s. Oh! Oh shit! I forgot about that. Man, was it cool? Like in Kelowna here, we only had we had about eighty five percent coverage, so I had my wow. I had my solar glasses on and I stared at that thing as much as I could. It's fucking weird. You watch it goes across like you watch the eclipse happen. The whole fucking landscape goes dead. Like no birds are chirping. Nothing's moving. It's like super dead quiet. minds like the traffic of like humans. Man, it was man, it was really cool. I've never actually I've never seen yeah. an eclipse like that in real um, life. It was sweet. That's super cool. How do, how do you think flat earthers? Oh, look, I know exactly how flat earthers go with an eclipse. So there's an invisible anti-moon that we can't detect. <laughs> oh, wow. This is fucking serious. This is how they explain <laughs> it. No. <laughs> there's an invisible anti-moon that we can't detect, but they know it's there that blocks out the sun and certain times of the year across the earth. They don't know how or why, but they know it's there. And that's, and, how, and and that's, that's how Flat earthers totally go agree. with that.
2: We don't know where it is, but we can predict it just pretty much every you know thirty, thirty years or something yeah, like Na- that. NASA's but, yeah.
1: full of bullshit lies, but they can predict the solar eclipse with the fake moon, no problem.
3: Mm, okay. that's, that's,
1: pretty much that's pretty much what they. That's pretty much what fucking say.
0: Man, unbelievable. And um, I
1: have I got one more. Guys, I got one more space news here. All right, let's hear it. I don't know if you if you guys have been listening for a while and you heard Mister Conspiracy shout about. Uh, the Cassini spacecraft crashing into Saturn and turning Saturn into a second sun. Anyways, that's happening in one week. So by next, get
0: the fuck, get the fuck out of here. By next, by
1: next case file, if Mr. Conspiracy is correct, which we know he's not, (laughs) there'll be another sun in the sky next by next case file. It's impossible. (laughs) Cause Cassini spacecraft's been flying by Saturn and it gets closer and closer every, every pass through. And this is the last one, and they're they're diving it right in and streaming all the information back, and then it's going to explode on the surface, and that'll be it for that spacecraft. And supposedly it's filled with nuclear warheads, and it's going to blow up Saturn, cause some some type of nuclear fusion, and it's going to become a second sun.
2: That's insane.
1: Don't don't uh, don't bet on that. But don't yeah <laughs>
2: don't don't put too much money on it. Don't don't go to your don't go to your bookie and and bet on having a second sun anytime that's soon. That's
1: about the same percentage of P- Planet X or Nibiru coming in and smashing into Earth. But so uh, just uh, hold hold off on taking that.
2: I'm I'm thinking that was a science fiction novel where they did that. They had a second sun that orbited around. I don't know. China. Was just it? This sounds familiar. Was it, sci- it familiar was it science
1: here. fiction or was it? Programmed information into the movie or book a lot of conspiracy guys will tell you like oh it's all programmed but you know what i've actually read some pretty good arguments about uh it's
2: like i want to say it's like it was like 2001 or something 2001 a space odyssey like they turned one of the moons of jupiter or saturn into like it turned into like a second sun or something like that or turned into a star something like that I can't remember. Who just knows? sounds familiar, like this whole that that plot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds really legit, so I'm I'm waiting for that, but we'll see. Yep.
2: Um
0: I have some just actual um I got two things I forgot I was gonna mention. Um so I went for a hike um in Tumblr Ridge. It's amazing legit saw dinosaur tracks. There's Fake. dinosaur Ooh. tracks Fake. in the
2: middle. Recently made recently made ones.
0: Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. It, like an hour outside this little ghost town, Tumblr Ridge, in the middle of the forest, on this little goat path to get in there. Now, that's so cool. all along the riverbed, there's just dinosaur tracks. You go see them. It's what have
3: you, have, you what kind the the, uh, have you guys seen the
2: pictures of the? Have you guys seen the pictures of the the ankylosaur that like they pulled out, like the one that they, it's so detailed it looks like a statue. It looks like yeah. you guys seen looks the Petrified, right? Oh my god, yeah. that's, so cool. that's that's one, yeah, really that's cool. one of the
0: so dinosaur, cool. That's one of the footprints that they identified in Tumblr. That's super like cool. Ankylosaur. And then yeah. there's um, there's there's two more. Um, hold on, I have them on my phone here. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me.
1: We t- we, no always, we always we always no try. Bearing I'm, bearing,
0: with bearing. Me. I'm bearing. I'm I'm holding onto my desk. Okay, uh, so many fucking pictures on here. Just a f- snapshots of me. Love myself. <laughs> Tons of selfies. Oh, there we go. Uh, ther- theropod. Okay. Okay. And then theropod. Theropod. Theropod, and then ornithopod
2: Nithopod.
0: ornithopods are those ones that have like the, the weird like elongated back of the head that curls oh oh,
2: like a para- <laughs> uh, parasaurolophus Par- parasaur uh, my, uh, sure. my,
1: my dinosaur terminology is subpar but anyways it, like it's cool to see
0: it. and you like as soon as you see those you're like, you're like there's no no one's coming here and carving all these fucking things how do you know you can just tell. You can just, you can just tell from the slate rock. Like it's all slate rock on the they're side ca- of a riverbed. Carving bed. that
2: out with a fucking dremel, man. They're like they're, yeah. just, They're
1: really trying to sell you on these fake dinosaurs, man.
2: They're really trying dinosaurs to sell you. Made up, man. They're not real. They're put there by the devil to hide and God. To hide <laughs> God. <laughs> um,
0: other news. I'm an idiot. Uh, nope. That's all. Started- I started reading uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's Astrophysics for people in a hurry or something like that.
1: Oh, I, I, was, I, would, I, would, oh. Just, I would like to watch you read that book and just watch your facial expressions <laughs> as
2: you're trying to, you try to the, decipher what's uh, being said. The oh. internal struggle, getting the wheels <laughs> to turn. Resting, it, it's you know. like
0: every three seconds me leaning over and going like, hey, how do you pronounce this? <laughs> how do you pronounce this? Uh, oh, the? Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a definitely like interesting, interesting read. I, I'm, I'm probably about thirty-five pages. There's some some parts that have made me laugh. A little bit, a little bit tough for the guy that only has done basic public school science his whole life. So, Neat. maybe I shouldn't have been in a hurry and got a slowed down version. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a tough read. But if you haven't read it, it's interesting. I'll say that. Um, but that's all I got for <clears throat> any kind of news let alone space news.
1: Speak, well, Speaking of reading I've, I started reading Freddie Silva's Secrets in the Field after last case file. It's well worth it. Go buy a copy. It's fucking It's exactly what he's talking It's exactly what he was talking about in a book. So way more detailed way more accounts. It's fucking sweet.
0: It's uh, I got to I'm going to buy that book after I finish my book I've got
1: two books down the road to go first. For that one. Got them lined up. Sweet. Yeah. Alright, um, right, guys, it's been a long time. It's been about a year since we recorded the last 9-11. <clears throat> whoa, 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 whoa. You got more news? Yeah. Okay. So you want to start a new segment? Is this called news? Not space? No, news? no. No, I don't want to start
0: a new segment. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters. We fucking finally got a new
1: Randomatron. Oh, hey, Randomatron? What's Ready uh what version go. what version is this? uh x2 random tron x2 splurged. oh we went yeah, we
2: went we big we don't have to use those weird little punch cards anymore no <laughs>
0: like like nasa used in hidden figures like no like the bat computer like the bat
2: oh. computer <laughs> slide them in <laughs> how do you read it out the joker the joker is going to steal the gold from fort knox and it's just a bunch of little punch holes how do you read that
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, so we got we we'll give a shout out to the guy. He's, he he sent it to us. Jay King. He's from uh, Melbourne, Australia. He sent us a new brand new, a new brandly constructed brand new constructed Randomatron X2. It's fucking sweet. Eh. If you could see this thing, but you can't. It's it's top notch right here.
0: Yeah, hey, it's incredible how small it is now. Like they're getting more and more compact.
1: Do you still put? I, I, I can't really see it here anymore. Is it, uh, do you actually put the book inside still, or do you just attach some electrodes and like turn some dials, or how does
2: it work?
0: Um, well, is
2: it like a microwave? Do you like <laughs> pop open a thing and like put it inside and then ding? And like, well, it's yeah. got,
0: it kind of looks like a mini, like you guys remember those old-Easy Bake things? Oven? You know, those project, <laughs> those old-school projectors. Oh, like the right, like film yeah. projector. Yeah. No, like, like when you go to you- school. You know, it would project yeah. the image. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of okay. like that, but mini. And I put it on, and a laser scans it, and it says Whoa, it just does its lasers. thing, and, and all the pages seemingly just flip like a ghost, and then it just it just boom spits out the uh, spits out a story.
1: All right, well, uh, let's let's put it to work here. Should be fired up. Crank it on and see what happens.
0: All right, um, just let me know when you're gonna, or I guess I'll turn it on.
1: You got to turn it on, yeah.
0: I guess I'm going to turn it on right now.
1: All right. And, and stop. stop. <laughs> what do you got? What came out? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, oh, it, no. You know what? It's it's taken a it's taken a bit of a. Uh, it's a little bit of a
2: learning it's, it's curve. A, it's, it's, the first time, it's the first time we turned it on. You know, yeah, you yeah. get it we weren't sure what up. to expect uh, here. Yeah, okay. Oh, the instruct the instructions are in Australian. We can't read Australian.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's
2: a lot of slurring.
1: <sighs> okay. What? Fuck, we, we need man, Byron always... If Byron was here, we had this thing figured out, but he's not. Oh, yeah. So. We could have it here.
0: Well, I, And he'd know how to say this fucking word. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's Jindabin.
1: All right, Jindabin.
0: Jindabin abduction. Cool.
2: Sounds good already.
0: On the twenty seventh of September, nineteen seventy four, a nineteen year old man and an eleven year old boy were in the snowy mountains near Jindabin, Austra- Australia. 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 Mate. Australia. Jindabins, Australia. <clears throat> Probably out getting some rise up lights. <laughs> Is that the only
1: word? Only word you can say in Australian accent?
0: Yeah. You want to know? You want to hear the only uh, word I can say in a Jamaican accent? Yeah. Beer can. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more time. I want some eggs and beer can. Beer can.
1: <laughs> Pretty you're, good, eh? You're saying bacon, but it sounds like beer can. Oh my it's god! Like you
2: say beer can. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: said, that's my Jamaican bacon. Beer can. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I think it's good. All right. Um, so they were <laughs> they were in the snowy mountains near Jindabin, Australia, when they saw a bright white light on the horizon. It would be nine years before the boy had dreams, which indicated a possible abduction memory. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> what if you did, took a huge leap forward there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huge. They saw a white light, then nine years later, he had dreams. I'm like, you know, you're you're making quite the leap to make that connection.
1: Okay. Anyway,
0: anyways, it's longer. So um, push through. The dreams, their dreams were of being floated inside a UFO, and given an examination by tall, thin, gray creatures measuring the electromagnetic field around his body. According to the boy's memories, his com- his companion was subdued to prevent his interfering. Whether or not this was a psychological or a real event cannot easily be determined. But the fact that they also saw the same bright light for one and a half hours the following night indicates the possibility of a psychological event implanted over a mundane sighting with possibly the intervening years of memories Distorting the recall. That was a weird sentence. It
1: was that weird.
2: <laughs> Alternative. Wait, so his companion. Wait, I thought it was. It's not his dad? What happened here? No.
0: It, it was, was an 11 year old boy. And a nine year old. Uh, oh, a nine year old. Oh, no, and a 19 year old man and an 11 year old boy.
2: Weird. Slightly weird. <laughs> are, they,
1: are they brothers or what does it say? Uh, they're just hanging out. That is kind of weird. Okay. Seems a little Stan Romanek to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alternative possibilities would include the light on the horizon being a screen memory or the fact that their psychological reaction to a mundane event opened their minds to accept a message which they interpreted as an abduction. They there are mind. cases in UFO literature which would support either of these possibilities. Nice. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah. Terrible. That one sucked. That was wh- that was just
2: bad. It sounds um. It sounds like um. Have you guys ever? Have you guys watched a TV show, People of Earth? It sounds exactly like it. I haven't. But no, but I, I know the show that came out after. You guys should watch it. It's about alien abductions. It's comedy. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. False memories and everything. It's pretty neat. Cool. That sounds like it. Yeah. Like, uh, well they talk about like how some people get abducted and they, uh, sometimes the extraterrestrials will implant memories over what they, um, over what the people actually remember. So they'll put in stuff like they'll have memories that they feel are complete, but there'll be sometimes like inconsistencies Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then something will trigger later down the line, uh, like the mind to be like, wait, what? Like, and go back to examine that and, and you can, you know, people use hypnosis or things like that to recover those the true memories, over, which have been placed behind the uh, the false memory that goes over it. Whether it's like sometimes it's just, you know, stuff that it's just a regular day. Like you'll just remember this light, maybe a flash of light, and then it's nothing. I'd like to know if they had like missing time or something like that. I mean, that would make yeah. That story, yeah, nine, the story was
0: super big. Uh, well, it's like nine years. Nine either. years of missing good. time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I woke
1: up and i was 30 what happened
2: yeah i woke up and i went through puberty like you know i was 18 <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: i woke up and i could buy cigarettes it's living. all right that was that's was a shit one that was a shit one. Yeah. i don't know we, i would start out okay i thought it was gonna be good like some fire in the nice. sky. i
1: thought like the new i thought the fucking the x2 would have fucking pulled out a great story
2: for us but obviously oh. i failed no. Well, I, uh, it, maybe we can update well, the
0: song. It, it is random, so it's, you know. It's,
2: I mean, we have to do a system update on it. You know, you it's win some, you lose some. Should,
1: maybe we, maybe we can narrow down the random part a little bit more.
2: But then it wouldn't be random. Well, I'm just gonna
0: go ahead and say we can't. We can't. We can't narrow it down.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> it's, always be,
0: it's always gonna be random. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, all right, boys. You what are you saying? On. That I in my off time have to put it in the randomatron, have it spit out these stories. And pre-screen them?
1: No, I do just the settings, and it outrageous. The, ra- outrageous. the randomatron automatically screens the stories for quality. Oh, so you're saying I?
0: So what you're saying is I have to do is on my spare time is reprogram yes. the X2. That's exactly what I'm saying.
2: I gotta study the new software. You gotta call Byron because it's an Australian, <laughs> and maybe yeah.
1: I should, I, call, <laughs> I should call Byron right now.
2: Hey, what, what do you know? What do you know about
1: the X2? No. <laughs> probably not, not much, much.
0: <laughs> alright now it's so 9-11 9-11
1: it's happening if you're listening to this it's 9-11 right now 9-11 part this time. 16 years later and still a 100 unanswered questions of the events of that day if you're just if you're just tuning into our podcast now and you haven't listened to our first two, we had a two part 9-11 about a year ago go back and listen to that because we went into way more detail today. We're just going to, we're touching on a couple of new things. So if you want to hear all of our theories, go back and listen to, I think it was, was it case file 23 or 24, Some, somewhere around there. So go back and check it out.
0: And we're basically doing this because it's one of the most, it's a crazy. It's, it's crazy. So uh, every year we're going to bring awareness to it yeah, just to remind it's, you it's, that there's still unanswered questions.
2: And it's unarguably one of the, you know, one of the most long-lasting um, or, you know, longest-reaching conspiracy slash terrorist events that's pretty much had, like, the biggest impact on modern culture and, and the like, kind of the shape of the, it shaped of the, the world whole, it shaped today. the today politically whole. and militarily. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it shaped the whole world for the last 16 years. It's shaped every decision, every, like... Every like foreign policy in the whole world's been shaped by that one single event like every yeah. and
0: it's and the conspiracy itself has legs like it has it it's, has legs like, yeah
1: it's not just people just fucking what did I call them before uh basement physicists, yeah, he's got some fucking big big name like architects and engineers behind a lot of these theories of how the buildings fell that you're just like, hey, if these guys are asking questions like this, and these guys build these towers for a living how can you, how can any reasonable person not at least give them the time of day to listen to what they're saying if you if you haven't heard if, if you haven't listened to our last podcast, we talked about arch- architects and engineers for nine eleven truth type that into Google, type it into YouTube and watch all their videos and and within the last year
0: we've had some some really crazy structure fires
1: insane yeah
0: insane ones, and still to this day the only buildings to come down with steel and concrete buildings to come down by fire we're all on the same day
1: it's crazy anyways we, okay, we talked about we're gonna st- we're gonna go back we're gonna go right to the start we're going yeah, all the way back to 1973 let's do a quick summary quick summary 1973 was the f- the finalization or the the completion of the world trade centers the two the tall towers Dan, you want to take it away? You had something on that? Yeah,
2: 1973, six six years after that, 1979, uh, America, not formally, but started providing—that's when the Afghanistan— uh, Soviet Union war started, which quickly became a proxy war for United States. The United States pretty much had the strategy of turning the Afghanistan into the Soviet Union's Vietnam, so that they would waste their resources and things like that. At the at the time, the Soviet Union was spending about 35% of their GDP on just military alone, and this war quickly became their Vietnam as they became mired uh, fighting uh, in. Well, their version of insurgents and guerrillas uh, at the time, the United States was providing uh, not only just like tactical assistance, but we are training these people. We were providing them with weapons such as Stinger missiles and things like that to take down uh, Soviet aircraft. And it's pretty much like if some people say this is this is the biggest, if not the uh, event uh, that pretty much brought down the Soviet Union, um, having these people uh, Afghanistan. I mean, if you want to if you want a pretty accurate uh summation of the war, uh watch Rambo three. <laughs> <And> <laughs> completely accurate. Um and, and that lasted from nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty. Right there. So uh that was pretty much uh we provided these people who eventually would become um you know America's I guess you could say enemies of uh, most of the Western world, these terrorists, we provided them with training and we taught them how to fight a war that was the one that we're still fighting today. So America gave them weapons, gave
1: them training to be
2: able to fight a war on their home ground
1: 30, 30 plus years ago, pretty much.
2: Yep. That's oh, just... Man, right. It's fucking bonkers.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. far back it goes.
2: Man. Yeah. That's 1989 and then going on to, you know, I mean... as part part of that. And then, you know, after America pulled out that pretty much, I mean, after America pulled out of there, uh, I mean, you watch some stuff like if you watch the movie with Tom Hanks, Charlie Wilson's war, um, Charlie Wilson pretty much like said that, uh, we won the war in Afghanistan, but we effed up the end game. Like we pulled out of there and we left the, we left a big old power vacuum and that's when, uh, Al Qaeda and, and those guys stepped in and took over pretty much Afghanistan. Um, one of the strategies that the America used over there was like pretty much we encouraged the growth of like a religiously centered um, like society. Uh, we wanted these people that, these people who are are like outrageously poor and like had no money, but you know the one thing to motivate people is religion. You'll find that in large abundance in these types of countries. And we encouraged that so that these people would just continue fighting, not only just like for their home but it like it's like a concept. So like the Soviets couldn't really do anything you can't really fight an idea it's very really difficult so the united states established that kind of strategy but then once we left it was easier for those like fundamentalist groups to step in and take over and and you know direct the, the area or di- direct the anchor that we that america just left and we just left them there with nothing right you know, we used you know it's easy to say that america just used them and then they want to strike back and that's continued until today
1: okay so either directly or indirectly america's involvement in afghanistan spawns like spawned al-qaeda or terrorist groups or like just it spawned a power vacuum
2: yeah and it's the same thing that happened in iraq uh, america went in there and you know bombed the shit out of it and then we we didn't get in there we didn't we still screwed up that end game somehow and then you get isis stepping in and things like that so you create these you go in there you create these power vacuums and stuff like that and i mean you could say it's either a mistake or that it is a you know this is a strategic step this is the you know the big big game of the the you know those those shadowy government figures or you know new world orders that to keep this this forever war going right You know. To, to have a, a, a great enemy that we can always concentrate on and, you know, push towards. Those are, um, you know, keep, our, keep the anger focused outward. You know, if you have a shadowy enemy, you know, such as terror or drugs... You know, it's easier for a government to control the masses and being like, "Look, look at what these people did," and um, you know, don't examine your government, don't question your government too closely, because we got other stuff to worry about. You know, so
1: yeah, it goes right with the that that old saying, and it's so true. Is fear is the foundation of all control.
2: Yeah, actually, if you want to even go back further, like you could say this might even started like during World War Two during uh, after Operation Paperclip, where it's like not only did we take Nazi scientists, that's what uh, mm-hmm. the, the popular thing was. Like not only did we take uh, Nazi scientists for like rocket programs, space programs, things like that, but they also took uh, journalists, psychologists, uh, any of those guys, those guys who like gener- the Nazi propaganda machine. Like they took those guys too, and they learned from them, like how to, you know, motivate a country and keep it under control.
1: Yeah, I've heard the stories before. Is they they've like, the states took the Nazis, Nazis way of doing like social engineering, right? Like programming the yeah, public yeah, to accept yeah. the the ruling government's direction, no, ma- no yeah. matter what, pretty much.
2: And the United States has a pretty good track record of. Not only uh, engineering our own government, but the governments of other countries. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had plenty of times where we've installed, pretty much installed a dictator. And the the philosophy behind it is installing a dictator. A dictator is a lot easier to deal with than a democratically elected government. Right. I mean, l- look at the United States' government. It's almost impossible to deal with it. It's we, It's impossible to get things done. But if you want another country that's got resources, I mean, all you have to do to keep a dictator happy, I mean, look at um, look at Kim Jong Il. It's a giant porno collection, you know. <laughs> just send them a bunch of nice cars filled with DVD pornos, and they're happy, and you can get whatever you want out of them—oil or whatever you pretty much thing. And then when you're done with them, you just throw them away. You just engineer a government overthrow. Man somebody it's, else
1: in it's so true I, i've talked about it before like i read this book called uh, confessions of economic economic hitman by john perkins and he was like a cia cia guy and he he was a economic hitman hitman what his job was him and a small team go to a country let's say venezuela and they'd be like all right you guys need uh, you need all this you need infrastructure you need the clean water and you need sewer and you need all this stuff we have the guys and the companies we can build this for you however sign this contract for this much money, you're going to owe us this much money, but you'll be able to, you'll be able to pay it back because of all your new infrastructure and all your oil production, all the stuff. Oh. and all these and the countries would be like, "Oh, you know what? This sounds awesome!" Like they would send promises of like, "Oh, you guys, you'll have a flourishing economy. You're you're your people out of poverty. All this stuff." And then when it comes time and those bills come due, and because they fucking rigged them in a way where like they cannot be paid back in the end, they're like, "All right, you know what it sounds Don't, like? What it sounds like laundering money." it's slightly in a way, I guess like it's definitely a, probably it's definitely not illegal I mean, it's
2: it's almost like putting a it's it's just like loan sharking it's yeah, just, yeah. You, you you give them so much money you're like, hey, we're going to take care of this. don't worry about this we'll take care of this and then you know you hand us over this much and it doesn't seem like a lot at first, you know and and then you get it going and then you' you've got this this country that's pretty much like in service to you forever like they will owe you it's, always It's exactly and, what it is. And we've engineered everything about your country, so we're pretty much just holding it hostage. So it's like, okay, you don't want to deal with this? Okay, then we'll just stop doing all this stuff for you, and we'll put somebody else in charge of the it's government. so You can't true. do the things that we want to do? Like, you, okay.
1: You hold the country hostage by, now you control all of their infrastructure. You control their water. You control their gas production. You're like, all right, if you can't pay this money back, which you agreed to pay back for our loan to do all this stuff, let us take 50% of your, of your profit from your oil or your gold or your diamonds, wherever you have. And we will forgive that we will ease the debt, let us install a, a military base in your country, and conduct our military like operations out of your country for whatever our gains. no questions asked the, I, yeah. I I can't remember what the number was i I'm, I'm just going to quickly go out. It was like over seven hundred military bases the United States has over the world all over the yeah. world. So over seven hundred it might even
2: be eight hundred like it's insane. But We're like the only country. United States is like the only country that does that. Yeah, Russia. I remember seeing Russia
1: had like twenty-five. Was the next biggest in other countries. Yeah, and they're pretty much all around Russia. But the United States is like, you got them all over the everywhere. Middle East and in Europe and Australia, Germany, everywhere. Japan, yeah, it's
2: crazy. Southeast Asia, probably. yeah, Southeast Asia, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, so that leads us into. 911. Do we want to roll down?
1: Brain, I think Brayden had a little a little something about uh, cuz there was a there was a previous terrorist bombing at the World Trade Centers in 93, I think. Was it Brayden?
2: Yeah.
0: That is correct. That ties into my theory. Love it. Um I've got a new theory. I was I was um in Vancouver a while back and I was oh here the shit out of me. You got a cat fucking with you or what? Oh. Yeah, a cat came in here and scared me. Holy shit. thought it was a ghost. Um, getting Anyways, I was in Vancouver and it's theorizing with this guy that listens to the podcast. And uh, we started just talking about 9-11 and stuff and uh, kind of came up with a unique theory that I hadn't heard before. So, in 93, there was a, a bombing at the World Trade Center. What happened was uh, a group of terrorists... Um, Detonated uh, truck bomb. That it was a thirteen hundred and thirty-six pound urea nitrate hydrogen gas enhanced bomb.
2: A fertilizer bomb, pretty much. Fertilizer yeah.
0: bomb. Yeah, <clears throat> it injured over a thousand people and stuff. It, um, they they just drove it into the basement, uh, set a like a twenty foot fuse and ran. And twelve minutes later, this thing blew a ninety eight foot wide hole in the sublevels of the concrete, right? Now that's a pretty, that's a, that's a, that's a good point because later on uh, Ryan will touch more on the on the concrete and stuff and the, uh, how this was built, but a 98-foot wide ho- hole through the sublevels. Um, it filled the towers, the smoke, the stairwells, everything. The, these buildings were absolutely fucked. Now, the goal, the, the, the terrorist plan in this was to send the north tower tower 1 to knock it over crashing it into tower 2 bringing them both down so essentially to tip one flip it sideways yeah. and hit the other one and then knock it down
1: which end, it which would be if you were like if you did destroy like a bunch of main support columns on one part of the building that's how a building should fall like if that's yeah. what, that was your choice, like, okay, we're going to, oh. we're going to take out this corner of the building and the building's going to slowly lean and then slowly it'll fall and collapse one way.
0: Man, it, it's crazy. Like, could you imagine the, like the amount of devastation that would cause if It'd those two buildings were to hit and then dominoes over and spread across the city? Like it would have been absolutely insane. But
1: you know what I think would have happened? Lucky. If, if one, one of those tall buildings fell into the next one, it wouldn't, that would have been it. Those buildings are so strong, it wouldn't have went over, I don't think. But anyways. Like, maybe,
0: maybe they would have. We, maybe because it would it, have. Because it failed, it didn't. So now, Ryan, let me, let me ask you a hypothetical.
1: Sure. I love hypothetical.
0: You're, pres- you're the president of the United States.
1: Oh, I don't want right? to be, but okay. <laughs> Thought of people,
0: responsibility. Come with the, people come with the, de- the desk. Uh, they, they show that, hey, it's 1993. You're, uh, you're, you're Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bridget Spears
1: I'm, is at the top of the charts. I'm getting a, I'm getting yeah. a blow job in the Oval Office. All right. Yeah. Okay. The phone um, rings. Awesome.
0: Monica, hold, rings. Monica, hold on. They,
1: hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
2: Slick yeah. Willie.
0: <laughs> so then they go. Listen, they detonate a bomb. This was their plan. Their plan was to knock over these towers and just spread damage into the, the you know, into essentially dominoes onto all the other buildings in the surrounding areas. Right. Sure. And they're going, okay, like it didn't happen. Luckily, the tower, you know, it's salvageable. We're going to fix it. Uh, we can make it. But, Mr. President, we're going to need a contingency plan for something like this. Like, say in the future, they drive someone else drives a car bomb into the World Trade Centers again, right? We need to have a contingency plan in case they want to try to knock this tower over sideways into the other surrounding buildings.
1: What should mm-hmm. we do? Well, first thing I do, I'm the president. Yeah, I contact the guy who built the towers. I'm like, hey, yeah, if the bomb went off in these sublevels and it took out some columns, is there a chance this building is going to fall over, or like, what are the options here? How would this building get knocked over? Okay, that's what the first. So thing, I, that's the first thing I ask if I'm president.
0: Hypothetically, hypothetically, they go, you know, theoretically, with a big enough bomb, you could knock this thing over sideways. Okay. So now we're like, we need to make a contingency plan in case they someone tries this again, right? We're going to up security and stuff. But, Mr. President, you know, this blew up and it didn't come down right away. Let's say we had a couple, say someone detonated a bomb in the basement, and now we have a couple, you know, we have 15 minutes before it's going to teeter over on itself. Maybe we should pre-rig these buildings to come towering down on themselves.
2: Like with wait, explosives wait, wait. or just Jerry Ring. Yeah. Shut way. up on the president. Shut okay. up on the president.
1: Let me speak.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what you're trying to tell me is we should pre wire these buildings. So in the case of a bomb went off and they're gonna domi- the and they're gonna domino over, and they're gonna destroy more than just the one building. It's gonna destroy two, three, four, five, or six buildings. Yeah. You're saying that we should pre wire these buildings. So in the slim chance that something happens. We can bring these buildings straight down and minimize straight surrounding down. damage. Is that what you're saying?
0: Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, Mr. President.
1: What are my like? What are what are we talking? If, what are we talking casualties if it falls over? or Casualties if it goes straight down?
0: Well, the build, Let's say there's how many ever people work in that building.
1: Let's say it was uh, ten thousand people per building or something
0: per building. But now spread that over into the next buildings and the next buildings and you know the smoke is stuff. That's
1: so what you're trying to tell me so, is it could be up to 50 or 100,000 people get killed by the building falling over.
0: I'm uh, I'm not going to say that yeah, sideways, maybe. May- maybe upwards of that probably probably not as many as that, but
1: and if we and more. if we bring them straight down less. Minimize
2: collateral
0: damage. We, we we minimize collateral damage both to the city and the surrounding population.
1: It would be a hard choice. It's a very to make. hard choice. It's a very hard choice to make, but what 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 reassure it's me? What, the, what are the what are the chances that this will happen again? Like when we're talking one in a million, maybe
0: one more time in
1: in, in the building's life in, in the in lifespan. like
0: eight in eight years from now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: pretty accurate prediction. <laughs> it's not, not going to be around September 11th by any chance, is it? I had I went to no, I, I went to I, a psychic one time and they told me September 11th was a is a very bad day and I'm I I pray not to be present at that time.
0: <laughs> um. So basically, my theory is okay. that <laughs> it's a great
1: hypothetical. It was great. Away. It was great. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, basically, my theory is is that after the ninety three bombing, they went, "Holy shit! You know, if these thing, if this, if their plan to knock this thing over sideways, you know, would have happened, that would have been like ter- terrible, destroyed, right. like so much infrastructure." And they go, "Well, you know what?" What if we pre-rig these things because they're such a target? Right? What if we pre-rig them that in the event that something happened like this again and it was going to, we could just on a moment's notice drop that building.
2: Right. And that's I think that's a good theory. That ma- I mean it makes sense, it connects the dots, but then that would have to mean that they all high value targets in the United States building-wise or these large buildings would have to have been done the same thing. Well, well, not necessarily, right? Because you got to think right. where the World Trade Center
0: is. It's such a dense, right? Uh, not that's not to say that other.
2: Well, buildings- I mean, like the Empire State Building or you know yep. Sears Tower, like those ones would also have to be. They and they could be, and there's no chance. The so you're, saying, you're saying that they installed explosives at strategic points of these buildings uh, before, like they're, and they're sitting there just in case. Is that right? Or I,
0: that's what that's what my new theory is. That's, is what, that, that's what they told but, the president. But that's now what they, they told
1: the president. But really, but, they had more nefarious terms. What you're saying?
0: Well, see, well, I'm thinking. Like, think about this. So now these they get hit by the planes. Sure. Right. Planes hit these towers, and they're like, now whether it, at this point it's nefarious or not, planes hit these tires, or you know what? Let's say it was a contingency plan in. The, I'm I'm getting on a new theory here. It wasn't 93. They rigged it up to explode um, for a contingency plan. If that happened, it was going to fall over sideways, right? Right. Now these documents that say, obviously they're like, well, we're not going to let people know that, right? Because if we ever had to, if we ever had to drop the building to like save for the greater good, we we could never say anything,
1: right? Of course not. Mm -hmm.
0: We could never say we just blew it. We had we have explosives in the building, so we wouldn't say anything. Oh. Now, as this information, you know, gets passed into in envelopes and shit to other people, to other people, to other people, right? Over the years, for the next eight years, right, it come across someone's desk where they go, "Hey, these these buildings are pre-rigged to go down, right?" And that, and then they orchestrate nine eleven because
2: they're like, "Oh, per, like, okay, yeah, that makes more sense." I was gonna say that makes sense. Oh, so, then so like,
1: someone with nefarious. Ideas comes along and finds out they're already pre-rigged. That's what you're they're saying. They're already pre-rigged.
2: I would think. I would think it makes more sense <laughs> that they they had the plan, and it hadn't necessarily been implemented. But they had had like they consulted with architects or, or control, you know, demolitions experts, and they're like if we wanted to bring these towers down, where would we have to put the explosives, and how long would it take? And that they that they had started doing that Whatever they decided that if it was an inside job and they said, we need a big event to, we need to trigger this big event. Let's bring down the world trade centers. And then within the months leading up to the nine 11 attacks, they had already, but that, that, uh, I don't know. That doesn't really work. I don't know how that would really work. They would have to know that the target for sure was the, the world trade centers. They would have to know for sure. And I don't know if they knew that. Because, I mean, most of the stuff I've read is, like, they knew there was going to be a terrorist attack, that they knew who was going to perpetrate it, or they, they had a reasonably good idea about who was going to do it, but they didn't know what it was going to be. They knew okay. it was going to have to do something with planes. They knew that kind, they had that kind of information that these guys were training to become pilots, and and but they didn't know where it was going to happen.
0: Okay. More theorizing. Let's say the first trade center gets hit by legit terrorists. They sure. didn't know it was going to happen, right? How long? Well, I know because I guess you couldn't. Uh, it still doesn't explain the NORAD running the same training simulation.
2: Yeah, as, that that's that's crazy. What that, yeah. where they didn't actually know. I'm gonna yeah, go, I'm gonna go off on a
1: I'm gonna go off on a theory on my own here, based off yours.
2: All right, let's hear it.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the theory is whoever was responsible for organizing and destroying the towers. Whatever, yeah. whatever theory you think is right, mini-nukes, dustification lasers, demolition, or legit, the billions actually collapsed on themselves somehow and destroyed themselves. Whoever was... Whoever wanted to do that, their first, cho- their first chance, they were like, okay, we're going to fucking put a bomb in the basement and we're going to try and knock that fucking tower over and we're going to blame on the terrorists. It didn't work. They're like, oh, fuck, these billions are way stronger than we thought. And it took them seven or... It took them eight years to develop a plan to be able to go in there and rig up the buildings to actually destroy them. That's, that's what I'm, that's my theory. I'm going with cool. on that.
0: I like that. Cause like, yeah, yeah. The first one, it didn't go as planned. So then, but that gave them means to then consult with engineers to be like, okay, like in the future. So we could know like, how would these come down? Yeah. Right? What, like what where, would it
1: take? How many bombs what would it take? it take? Yeah.
0: Cause we need to know so we can make sure
1: that doesn't happen. Plan for the contingency. Yeah. If it happened.
0: Yeah, but now they have the information to actually take it down.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it had to have been like they. Maybe they had the information, like the government, like people inside the government had the information, and they probably do on a lot of buildings um, about how to bring them down. If if in the case there was a or how they would likely come down in the event of a terrorist attack, and then somebody might have just came in like you know what we need a big building to take down. Let's do these ones. Like you know they picked it or. Something. But I don't. I don't you see it. Doesn't make sense because then you'd have to know exactly they would have had to know that the terrorists were going to take down the World Trade Centers, and and how would you know that? Like once they got on the plane, like once the the once the terrorists got on the planes, I would think that they had multiple targets in mind, and they were going to be like, okay, if we can't make it to this one, we're going to go to this one. We'll try to do this, but then we won't. You know they had contingency plans as well, so it, it wasn't like a hundred percent that they were going to attack the World Trade Center.
1: I really think that the World Trade Centers were the designated target, and it was all a perfectly executed plan. By if you want to call it terrorists, so,
2: right. I, I think the terrorists. So then you're saying, are, are you internal. saying that we're, like, are you more on the side of like it's terror? It was terrorists, or they were like the drone plane theory, and these were these were unmanned airplanes, or uh. I, I, think were, I think they were. I
0: think they were. I think they were. I think they were U.S. trained terrorists.
2: I think. Well, I, I mean, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. The <laughs> From funny, 1979 on, <laughs> the terrorists. Yeah. Whatever,
1: mm-hmm. like whatever theory you think. I think if the the planes crashing in, if you like, I I have no information to go out that the planes were not filled with people because there's a lot of people affected by 9/11, the people in the billions, the people right. in the planes, all that shit. So I don't like to go down that route of like, oh, there's no planes. It was all drones. or There was no planes. It was all CGI overlay. Like. Honestly, I I like those the- I've heard all the theories and like I, I I like to listen to them and you know theorize about them. Yeah. But what I think is if there's a if there is a secret controlling like shadow government that's trying to play all the world's like play the world as a pawn and like all right, we're going to move this here and we move that there so we can get more money, we can go to war here and all that shit. They planned, they knew who the terrorists were going to be. They told them exactly what to do, how to get on the planes how to hijack the planes, and they're like, all right, your targets are these, you fly them there. Because, and they they didn't tell the terrorists what was going to happen. They thought the terrorists were going to th- fly the plane to the building, and the, maybe the terrorists or whoever they were, they didn't they didn't know the buildings were going to disintegrate in midair after they fucking hit them, right? They're like, oh, we're going to, they shouted their fucking religious stuff like when they did their suicide bombs or whatever, let's say. They right. didn't know, but whoever organized it, whoever was the real top, like, the official story is Osama bin Laden on fucking dialysis from a cave in Afghanistan orchestrated the greatest infiltration of the world's greatest military force on the planet by hijacking these planes, flying them erratically through the sky for an hour into these targets. It doesn't make any sense. Like uh, the guy's in a fucking cave. He's the mastermind somehow. And
0: and, and and somehow he got NORAD to run training missions that's, Talked about hijacked airplanes. Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Like whoever's at the t- whoever did it, fucking knew every level of the government and the military on that day. What was going to be happening? They're like, all right, this is the great event. We've been planning it for let's say not eight years since two- ninety three. It's happening today. Right. Then, then you start. If you listen to our old our other case file, you start fucking talk about the Mar the Marsh or the Marilyn Lynch or whatever I can't remember the name was. But the insider trading, like People knew it was happening. Someone fucking knew from the top, whatever top that is, if it's inside the shadow government, if it's some like outside like terrorist organization, like who fucking knows? I don't really know for sure.
2: I mean uh, it runs it runs a lot of parallel to some of the theories about like Pearl Harbor where it's like we needed an event to get into the war and some people say that FDR knew that there was going to be a, a harbor attack. And yeah. that's why that on, during the attack, like at the time of the attack of Pearl Harbor, most of – there were ships that were on exercises in the, the outside of the harbor on like the other side of the island. And those ships were actually the more modern ships that had been built more recently. All Most of the ships that were in Pearl Harbor at the time of the attack were older we're older and probably going to be decommed anyways. Yeah. Like these ones were. Um, so they're saying that that was, you know, it was lucky, or maybe somebody knew about it and put those ships on maneuvers that day just because they knew about it. And they're like, well, we, if they take out our whole fleet, we'll be in trouble. But if we have these more, if we still have modern ships and we can still respond with somewhat. You know, speed, then we'll be okay.
1: Yeah, you leave those. You leave the shittier ships there with like a few soldiers, just enough to make the America rally behind the war cry. Right, like, oh fuck, they right. did this to us. We're going to war now. Yeah. We're not. We they. Yeah. Cause America wanted nothing to do with World War Two before that, right? That was yeah, like the final most thing. of the
2: public did, anyways. We, yeah. like, you know, we wanted to stay. We were fine with providing supplies. We did not want to get involved in another war. Like they
1: just, they, it was only been what, fifteen years since World War One, where they lost like hundreds of thousands of people died in the war. They're like, no, we're not going through yep. that again. We're fighting someone else's war for no reason. Yep. But, but yeah, like I honestly think if there is like a, a controlling shadow government, whoever fucking orchestrated this nine eleven it was from it was from the top of the top like they fucking knew every step of the way what was going to happen how to get through security how to take the plane
2: what, like well know. i mean yeah these guys had been trained by people who had been trained by the CIA like this was this was the kind of war that the the afghans or like those terrorists had been training for since you know since 1989 like they yeah. were they were ready to do these things they were they were trained by the CIA to infiltrate and and cause maximum damage uh, with you know minimum amount of resources. Like these guys were, um, uh, they were ready. They were able to move about the country like freely. They had the idea how to get into the country. They had the connections. Um, and most people say they were backed by the Saudis or the Saudi money at least, or even so Osama Bin Laden's millions of dollars that they had. Um, so they had the money. So it wasn't like a matter of. A uh, funding or anything like that to get these guys playing play you know, green cards, getting them through customs, getting everything ready to go. Um, these guys were trained; they they knew what they were doing.
1: Yeah, they they had more knowledge than just the fucking Osama bin Laden on dialysis in a cave. Yeah, halfway around the world, somehow infiltrating huh. the greatest fucking. Surveillance network, and they knew everything about that day. What was going to happen? The war games going on, like the like it just like there's just you know what you can't. Well, some of
2: it there's uh, no, some of it, it, it could have been due sense. to yeah. Well, some of it could have been due. You know, this was like a perfect you know the perfect shit storm. This it was, was um, there was a lot of you know the alphabet agencies, FBI, DOD, CIA were all kind of at the time were like they knew about Al Qaeda, they knew about these terrorist networks, and uh neither one. Uh, wanted to share their information because they wanted the glory for getting, for getting the head, and like for taking them down.
1: Right there, that is such bullshit, though. Don't you think? Like, if you, if you're like, if your job is to protect your country and protect the citizens of a country, and you're like, no, we're going to withhold, we don't want to fucking, we want to withhold our information so we can get that guy. But if we told them, and they told them, and they told them, we probably got him. Like, you think they would just like, mm-hmm. if that was your true goal? Like, if you're the CIA, like, protect like all Americans. From foreign and domestic threats or whatever it is, you think like you, know, you do everything in your power, like on all your groups and all the people working, you think you would be like a cohesive unit,
2: but yeah, it can't there, be. there are most, there are mo- multiple testimonies, uh, during like nine eleven commission and stuff like that, where people were people who are either, uh, in the DOD or they're from the, uh, uh, attorney, like the, um, uh, like the office of the inspector general for the DOD, like people have testified saying that we had other agencies and people higher up than us. Uh, we investigated these guys. We knew who they were, at least the two of them. They knew Mohammed uh, Atta yeah. and the one other guy. Uh, we knew who they were. We had been tracking them. Like they were in Germany, and we tracked them all the way from Germany, buying chemicals from Chinese manufacturers. And we've been tracking these guys. We knew they were getting, uh, they were, they were going to a mosque in Florida where they were getting their, uh, they were training to become pilots. And they knew about this stuff. And people said, no, step off. Like you know, two-star general, two-star army generals would tell like, step off these guys. Like don't, you know literally telling them, like, don't investigate any further into these guys. Like, leave them alone. Like, this is not your, this is not your deal. That's so weird. And, and you can have people and, and when these people fight it out, like, yeah, like, I agree with you. You have all these agencies trying to fight it out just because they want the glory. You know, the CIA's like, well, we want the head. You guys can have the body. You can have all the little stuff at the bottom, but we're, we're going for the head, but we're not going to give you any information uh, that would jeopardize us getting credit for taking down the Al Qaeda, and it's just like it, how you could, you know, uh what is it the um? Do we want to talk about Able Danger? Do you guys want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I was that? gonna say
1: like yeah, you, yeah, you kind of a lot of people okay. probably have not heard of Able Danger, so you should uh, give give them a quick summary.
2: Okay, well, Able uh, Able Danger was pretty much a um like a, a committee commissioned by uh, Army Intelligence, and it was like a group of people who were basically they were all they were doing was investigating. Uh, uh, terrorists with or people with possible terrorist connections and uh and hunting down al-qaeda like that was their job that's what they were doing inside the army intelligence so the department of the army like you know that that was their their purview or whatever and um these guys like they they had they collected a lot of information on the terrorists that, are, that were uh, in the future going to um commit the acts of uh, 9-11 and they had multiple meetings with uh with fbi and uh cia uh these people and and like multiple times they were rebuffed and and told like you know not these guys don't don't investigate these guys i mean there was one point where they had a meeting with uh with some fbi um fbi administration and the and some like constitutional lawyers i think and the lawyers told them like literally do not do not investigate any further. Than this Muhammad Atta or this guy, because they have green cards, and so technically we have to, so we have to treat them as American citizens. You can't really, you know, you can't tap their phones or you know stuff like that. You can't do anything like that. Right. So they told them to step off. So I mean, I mean, that's kind of like, well, you know, that's the constitutional lawyers doing their job, but and, and stuff like that. But um, uh, Able Danger was like disbanded at least once, where they where they took all the people out. And then they brought them all back together for what they called Able Danger Two, and this one it was run. <laughs> the yeah, this sequel. One that, sequel. Yeah, they called it Able Able Danger Two. Able Danger. <laughs> um, and they um, they put these guys together, but they weren't giving them access to uh, classified information that they needed to do. And they that a lot of information that was classified, they didn't have access to, which probably would have helped them to. Uh, track these guys down and and they could have done something about it at least. But, um, that's pretty much all of able danger. Like all that stuff that they had was just information that people were telling them not to use and being like, no, you know, there's just people disregarding everything that they had. Like they filed multiple reports saying there's a surprising Al Qaeda presence in the United States. And people were just being like, Oh, well, you know, there's, there's so many of them. Well, that's just, too much to use and and Mm. things like that. We can't investigate all these people. So, you know, it's just, just leaving it on the back burner. So uh, we had the information. It was just people not using it. Like,
1: so it was, it was a group of military, like, uh, intelligence guys. They knew, they knew they had, well, they had a good idea that there was going to be some type of event and they were pretty much told to stand down and in in a nutshell,
2: like step back, like, you know, don't, don't like leave these guys alone. Um, I, I think one of the guys actually said that he had a two-star general, uh, come up to him and say like, stop investigating these guys, like stop pursuing this. And to the point where the two-star general had to remind him is like, I'm a general. You're not, you know, this is an order. Right. Stop doing it. You know, is what's, a, what's like, the, hi- what's what's the, the highest suggestion? general is a five-star is the highest or, or? Uh, five-star.
1: I don't four know. Star. I'd actually have no ideas. I
2: think it's five stars. There's like a 5-star admiral but I don't know if it's 4-star channel. The only
1: anything. the only thing I know about uh American military rank is from playing Call of Duty. Yeah. And the the highest one was 5-star so I wasn't sure if that was a real thing or not.
2: But. I think it's 5-stars. Like the he's like the general general he's like, general.
1: He's like he's he's the guy. You don't go above him. He's, he's the, the, the good,
2: man. He's the dude.
1: Yeah. All right. So no well, there you go. So the, they had an idea that there was some type of terrorist presence. Told to step down. And then what do you get on 9/11? You get a whole fucking shitstorm of stuff blowing up and falling down. And a lot of people died. It's fucking, it's just, it's crazy. Insane. It's honestly like, everyone looks back to the, if you were not, if you were not like, if you're not old enough to remember the event you've seen on TV, like I was only 13 when it happened. So I was like, I was still a kid. Like I didn't fucking really know. By the time I got to like 19 or 20, I started looking back and I was like, what the, What? How this is insane, like just nuts. And ever since then, like now we're here. But uh, I don't know. So now, okay, we had <clears throat> the 93 terrorist attack. All those theories go along with it. We had Able Danger pretty much tracking down that there was going to be some type of event told to stand down. And then September 11th, 2001 rolls around. You get 19 hijackers. This is this is the one thing that kind of this is weird for me. 19 hijackers. Fifteen Saudi Arabians, two from the United Arab Emirates, all other, country, other, other countries around there, one from Egypt, and one from Lebanon. Not one Afghan. Nope. Not one.
2: Now, was this? one be wh- able to get those guys. They wouldn't let those guys through. Freaking. They would definitely not let those guys in the country. Well, it would have been easier to like if you were from the Air, United Arab Air. Air uh, if you were Saudi Arabian, I mean, the Saudi Arabians have always been considered allies of the united states so yeah. it would be easier for those people to get a green card or get a visa to go to the united states i i doubt you would have somebody like an afghan go in there and now and was you, you yeah.
1: was osama bin laden was he afghan or was he pakistan pakistani
2: are you, are you saudi arabian was he saudi i'm pretty sure like his family was saudi arabian right. i'm pretty sure you know they what? had a lot of connections with Saudi Arabia. There's a
1: lot of connections with Osama bin Laden and uh, the Carlyle Group, which I'll go into in another case file here. But like, there's there's more than just he was not just a terrorist leader. He there was a lot of business connections between his family, the bin Ladens, and a lot of American counterparts. But yeah. that, you know what? We can go forever on this case file. So what we're going to do? Let's go. Let's go through. Let's go through, let's, go, let's go through a quick timeline of what happened on September 11th. And yeah, I... he
2: was Saudi Arabian. He was Saudi Arabian. Was he Saudi okay. until 1990 until 1994? Then he was technically stateless. Right. But up until then, his family, yeah, his family had, you know, tons of wealth, um, super rich, and they were they were Saudi Arabian. It's crazy.
3: Hmm.
1: OK, well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give a quick summary, a summary of the events of 9-11. If like this is the official story, this is what this is what you're told everywhere. Nineteen hijackers took four planes, five hijackers took flight 11, five took flight 175, five took flight 77 and four took flight 93. And from there, after after hijacking the planes, they flew in weird erratic patterns for almost an hour. Until 8 46 AM Eastern time, Flight eleven crashes into the North Tower, hitting floors 93 to 99. At 903, Flight 175 crashes into the South Tower, hitting floors seventy five to eighty-five. So there's there I'll just give you a little foreshadow there. Right there, right there, you have different floors hit. Yet the towers come down exactly the same that's my first beef nine thirty seven flight seventy seven crashes into the pentagon and ten o three flight ninety three crashes into the field or a lot of people say it was shot down because there was no de- the debris did not resemble a plane crash at all it, de- it resembled the fucking plane getting d- destroyed out of the sky mm-hmm. so th- that's the official that's the officials they hijacked the four planes three of them crashed into buildings
2: and one crashed into a field. One in a field, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Which was happen- allegedly attacked. Or is it the the passengers took back the plane or attempted to take back the plane? Yeah.
1: There's like a few minutes of like like there's a lot of weird shit. There's a few minutes of missing audio. They say and they're like don't really know what happened at the end. And all of a sudden the plane went down. You're like, was it aimed at the White House? Was it like the, they want to hit somewhere else? Like, or was flight like in my like my theory if it was a top down control like plot you needed the rallying cry of flight 93 to be like all right we took them down on that flight like we're strong america's strong we can we can fight back and we can win this war right that's kind of what, yeah. I, that's kind of what i think it's just like i don't know i don't i don't i don't, like to, I don't yeah, like to get into your it too average much
0: american stepped up to be heroes and
1: yeah save the, the flight the greatest military in the planet crashing. if we put our mind together we can stop these terrorists we can go over there and we can end this war in 1 year it can be over it can be over mm mm-hmm. mhm and 16 years later, you're still there in Afghanistan. They just extended their mission for even longer. Now it's insane. Anyways, this is what I really wanted to get into because it, it, our last case file, we talked about the, the towers falling. We talked about the Pentagon. We talked about how it's possible for that plane to make that crazy 270 degree descending spiral. Like there's honestly, there's a million videos you can watch. There's, I'm gonna say, out 100 videos against the theory. Against like the mainstream theory. And there's for, for every hundred videos of conspiracy, there's one official review and it's a shit video. So right there, like, man, like there's not even a good official like, explanation of the events of the day. It's very vague. It's like, yep, terrorists did this. They did that. They had box cutters. They flew the planes in the planes. Uh, the towers went down on a fucking pancake collapse and top to bottom and disintegrated. And that's they don't go into detail at all. It's so weird. It's so weird. They have no detail on how the fucking building. They don't tell you how the buildings were made, how they came down. It's a very vague and general. It's like a building collapsing for dummies. That's what they pretty much gave you on mainstream news. So, because physics is boring, (laughs) just at least give a little bit. Just give a little bit of physics. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, so I kind of like over the last like last week, I kind of been looking into because. What I do for my, my main job is I'm, I'm a carpenter. I'm a builder. I, you know, I build things out of wood and sometimes steel. So I'm not a skyscraper builder at all. But what I know about buildings is you have multiple point loads of a building. Let's say in a, an average house, you might have, let's say, 30 point loads, like under all your windows and doors, top to bottom in the center of your house, like three or four, holding up the main floor. And you can cut three, four, five, or six of these point loads, and the building still stands. They're made like buildings are engineered so strongly, even in wood buildings. If you can fucking cut these fucking point loads, and the building might sag a little bit, but there's no fucking chance the building is falling, unless you cut them all at the same time, right? Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, i Because Brain a builder. Well, he was a builder before. Yeah, and then he, before got, he retired before he retired for forever from, yeah. from construction. That's all right. Yeah. So. I started looking into the actual construction of, the, of these. Of the. Uh, first of all, I'm going to go into the Twin Towers. I might get a little, little long-winded here, and I've had a few beers. Now I might start to slur a little bit, but, still, but you know, bear with me. So the Twin Towers, they had up to that point in 1973, like, in like high-rises were built, so you'd have, like, all your columns. So your columns are your vertical supports, top to bottom of the building, your point loads in, like, general term. So you'd have like let's take the Empire State Building for example. You had like a hundred and fifty supports, columns, top to bottom, steel, right? Steel, and then they pour concrete around it, so it's a steel frame with concrete support. So the steel gives you steel gives you your rigidity, and the concrete gives you your con, con, like compression strength. So these fucking buildings can hold up like fucking hundreds of thousands of tons, no problem. But when the in in that case, like when you build a building like that you have like a, a column. Let's say you had an office like an office space. Every 15 or 20 feet, you have a big column, right? So you don't have a big open space. So what they did for the World Trade Centers, was, which was super revolutionary, was they made a core, a core column, like a core structure. And had four, yeah. it had 47 steel columns in the middle, in the very middle of the building. It housed the elevator shafts and the, all the mechanical and the stairwells and all that stuff. And that held about 70% of the weight of the building but what what they did for these buildings is so they had the core they had the core and then they had the outer walls and instead of the outer outer walls in like the empire state building and stuff were just like glass and they were framed up but they didn't really support any weight all the weight was supported on the columns but what they did for the tw- for the twin towers is the outer walls were now columns so you had an inner you had an inner core of 47 columns you had an outer wall of 240 columns in the perimeter, so the whole outer wall was was steel columns, like huge from top to bottom, 110 floors, top to bottom steel columns. And w- and in between the outer walls and the core, you had a truss. And if anyone doesn't know what a truss is, a truss is like what holds up. Well, usually it's your roof in your house, but in the steel in the so they had they had web trusses trusses from the outer walls to the core, a whole bunch of them. And over top of that, they would put a steel plate, and over top of that, they put two inches of concrete. So you had it ended up being like a six inch floor on every fo- on one hundred and ten floors, and some floors were stronger than others. Uh, are you with me so far? Yeah. Yep. So was the, a tank. So what that what that gave you is so you had from the core to the outer walls, you had full spanning. You had no pillars. So you had open. You had open office space, right? So you had no just like no uh,
2: interference, and in you can build whatever you want in there. Right. So you could put in more offices, you could fit more people. Yeah, more, more rent space, more money,
1: more money. And if, so, if, say you walk into the elevator and you turn into the room. Now you can see the whole office with there's no pillars in the way because all it's all right, supported right. by the truss from the wall to the core. This is fucking it was a feat of engineering like unheard of. I was like this. Everyone's like, oh fuck this this building is amazing. Like you can have so much more office space. It's un- unbelievable. So right there, like oh well, that's pretty sweet. So outer walls supported about 30% of the building's gravity load from top like top to bottom and the inner core about 70%. So this building was made in case of a failure weight is would be distributed say so say you fucking cut say you had a malfunction in the inner core and three or four columns were severed. The weight of the building was designed in a way so that fucking weight would be redistributed over the remaining 46 columns let's say if there's 40 if there's 47 okay so there's 47 columns and you took two or three out you're down to 44 or 43 columns the building stands no problem it does not move at all now i'm going to tell you about the size of the columns this is actually insane so you mm. if you've never seen a steel if you don't know how strong structural steel is it's fucking insane you can you cannot cut like you cannot once it's formed to cut it is all, like you need a fucking torch a huge fucking acetylene torch like you cannot just you can't cut it you it's so fucking hard so the sizes the size of the pillars were sixty one centimeters wide by hundred and thirty centimeters long so a uh, it for people most of the listeners are in the States, so thirty centimeters is approximately one foot so sixty one centimeters by hundred and thirty seven centimeters By 12.7 centimeters thick steel. This is like a webbed column. This is a huge fucking thing. Like a massive fucking column of steel. 47 of those on the inside. That's on the lower portion. As you go up the tower, they get a little bit smaller. They go down to 46 by 110 by 12.7. And as you get to the very top, that's supported like the TV antenna and stuff. They were 41 by 91 by 12.7. So you have so much steel in this building. It's actually insane how much steel is in this building. So you have the steel and then all the steel is poured with concrete around it. Which get 110 stories, all that wind all the wind pressure on that building is supported by these fucking things. So now so na- this building's fucking it's solid. You agree this building is built to last. It's not built to yeah. fucking fall down. You then you then have something called hat trusses which connect the fucking they connect the core column and the outer walls on a diagonal. On the, I can't remember exactly what floors they were on, but they're on like a dozen, a dozen or two floors. They have a an angled connecting truss from the core to the outer walls, and that stop that would stop the tower from like rocking in the wind because they're so tall. And it would it would pretty much in a case of in case of failure, the same thing. These hat trusses were supposed to like support the load if like a few if something failed, like if you had a fire and had a you had a few couplings fail or whatever, right? Yeah, the building was fucking made to withstand failures. You would not build a giant building like this if you're like, "Oh, you know what? If we had a couple of failed couplings and a couple of core columns cut, she going down. There's no chance." P- people are fucking architects and engineers are super smart, and they would never build a building that was not could not with, with could not take a devastating structural blow. Right now, questions.
0: How many did? It, how many, if any, columns did the planes destroy?
1: Honestly, I couldn't really find an exact number. The NIST report. Intri- the NIST report is so fucking long that I didn't have time to go through it all. But let's say, let's say you had this is we talked about it in the first case file. If you had, say that you have this plane come in, let's say on the north tower. And fuck, what floor did it hit? I lost it. North floor. Okay, you had floors <clears> ninety three <throat> to ninety nine on the North Tower, and the if you watch the video, the plane comes in on an angle, right? Yeah. Comes in, hits the building. Let's say it takes out. I don't know. Let's say it takes out twenty columns, which is which is crazy. It's like it takes out twenty columns of pure steel on the outside. Somehow makes it through that, goes into the core and takes out another twenty. So now you have all that failed steel at the top. You're only, yeah. you're only 10 floors from the top here. You're not, like, the whole, 95% of the building is still perfectly intact. That causes a fire. This is the official, official explanation. The plane comes in, severs some columns. The fires on the floor, fueled by drywall and office furnish, furnishings and paper, weaken the trusses that connect the outer walls to the core. Somehow, all the trusses on the floors all fail at the exact same time, even though even though the plane hit on an angle, and obviously it was not a uniform, like, perfect scissor through the building. Right? It's on an angle. And, some, yeah. and somehow, the heating of the steel, they don't say the steel is melted at this point. The melted steel comes in in the basement, and that's another thing. The heating of the steel buckled the trusses, which caused the outer walls to collapse inwards and then the weight of the floors collapse the weight of the floors below that and below that at free, at almost free fall speed for the most part with me so far. Yeah. Yeah. But now you have the floors, the floors are trusses with concrete. So they're, they're heavy, but they're not anything close to the steel, like co- the, the, the core columns and the concrete around them. So somehow the falling of these floors all in a uniform perfect s- symmetry pulls the whole building in on itself with no resistance so we're now we're, we're talking here ninety three to ninety nine floors this is a hundred and ten story building so you have ninety two floors below that are perfectly intact and we actually had a we had a prolapse he 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 i told I told him uh he messaged me he's like hey man i I develop structural steel I work in a foundry steel just like you know, if you hold, a, if you have a pan on a, on a on an element, and the pan is like fucking, you get it red hot, but you can still grab the handle. Heat only transfers upwards in steel, just like it, it will not go down, just like grav, just like heat rises, right? So if you if you were to heat up on the 93rd 93rd to 99th floor, if you were to heat up all that steel to molten steel, let's say, the 92 floors below that are still structurally sound. But then you watch the buildings fall, and they fall, with no resistance. They just go right. They just go, on the fucking concrete pulverizes into a giant dust cloud, and you hit the- it's just gone. It's so insane. Hmm. There's like
2: there's
0: there's just doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah, I don't know how it'd come down with that. Like you'd have to completely sever, like you'd have to completely sever those columns, even for it to like. I mean, okay, so you still have like ten floors. I mean, that's still pretty heavy, and yeah, it's heavy. Even if they 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 would have to shift, like they would have to shift and then and then go down kind of diagonally. Like, but you still have to cut through all those 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 supports, right? You would would have to to sever.
1: You would have to sever every coupling and every support beam on a certain floor for the whole thing to come down in a uniform,
2: right. right? to
1: come down uniformly like perfectly straight down
2: yeah inside itself or even like you know if it shifted and then kind of like if the floors went down into each other like you'd have to go out and i know some people say that you know what uh, the parts that people say they saw explosions and the the windows blowing out and that could be a cause of like just compression like air compression of the the floor on top coming down yeah you hear that blows out plus heat you know plus heat and the air compression just and you blow out the windows um but yeah, I can't it's hard for me to see it. Like it just if it's on the 95th floor and and you know, another thing people say is that well, like they had, you know, when they built the building, they had uh, planned for or they were like, okay, if there were a plane that was going to crash into the World Trade Center, uh, it's probably going to be one of those the 707s uh, which, which was, was kind of like it the was, big, big, it was yeah. the biggest
1: plane at the time, the 707. Right.
2: And the ones that crashed into the the World Trade Center were they're the seven, seven six sevens? Seven six sevens.
1: Yeah. So they which were,
2: are twenty which are twenty percent bigger than the ones that they had originally, you know, uh, pictured. If it were if they were going to happen, they had figured out it being a seven zero seven.
1: Yeah. Um, but how do you how do you go from like okay you make you develop? They said multiple seven zero sevens. What what, right. what was said is like you take a pencil and you have a screen door. The seven zero seven is the pencil. It penetrates right. the screen door. The rest of the screen door is completely intact. Yeah, you have a hole. Maybe it sags a little bit in that spot, but the building is standing. Right. The whole fucking—95% the 95% of the building is perfectly structurally sound. Yet That's it crazy. all comes down. It disintegrates in midair and just fucking falls and just powders and dust, and it's gone. It, the steel is gone. The concrete is gone. All the office furnishings and the toilets and everything is just disintegrated into dust, and it just shoots into the air like a fucking giant dust bomb. It's insane.
2: Yeah, it's it's incredible thing that I could happen. And see, the north was it the north tower? Yeah, it was on like the ninety fifth floor, and the other one's on the seventy eight. Like seventy eight. So that's that's, what,
1: that's what I say I alluded to earlier. Like the first one was ninety three to ninety nine. When they turned the wings of the plane, it hit those floors. Hit the six floors. Right. On, on the south tower, it was the seventy fifth to eighty fifth floor, so they turned it a little bit it was a little bit more, but they hit it lower down. But the towers Came both down, felt yeah. exactly the same. They were like perfectly imploded. They fell in pretty much their own footprint.
2: Yeah. It's it's fucking It's nuts. still it's still weird. Like even if it was like I mean, even if it was something that just like there is I know I've heard reports of, like, the the fireproofing that was going on within the building, like, stuff that's supposed to be done, like, yearly or annually, and it's supposed to be, you know, continuous maintenance. Some of the stuff had gone, you know, un you know, unmaintained, and they had fell behind on a lot of their stuff, so even the fireproofing. So they're saying, what is it, like, they were also saying, like, the fire got inside the elevator columns, or it got inside, somehow got inside the, yeah, they, guess, jet fuel got inside the, the elevator it went
1: down, yeah, yeah, but you, uh, you know, like we just we just talked about it too, like heat rises. You're not going to get a yeah. fucking in blazing inferno go down the elevator strap. It's going to go up. Fire goes up. Yeah. It does, it's just how it goes. If you have a giant, if you have a giant bonfire, mm. and you lay on the ground beside it, you can crawl pretty close to a bonfire.
2: I just don't. Yeah, I don't. Right, see and this,
1: then this happening. and then you have reports of like, and then so if the debunkers would be like, well, people say like jet fuel can't melt steel. Yeah, but you don't need to melt the steel. You just need to weaken it enough to let go. Like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah sure. How about the molten pools of steel at the bottom like, when they were ex- excavating for weeks and weeks and weeks? After there was molten fucking steel. They had those like uh, micro, those micro spheres of molten steel that they right. found. Yeah, and we talked about before in our last case file the evidence of fucking of thermite and nanothermite. Which which would which can melt steel really
2: really quick, like super quick. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it's, it's it's really weird. Like the only thing I could like that could get hot enough that I think it go through the steel is either for like a, um, what we call them in the military, they call them class delta fires, which are the, the when you have stuff that's. Like magnesium yeah. and, and those chemical, you know, those kinds of solid chemical fires where it's like you can't put it out with water. You can't put it out with anything like you have to if you're on a ship like you have the best thing to do is like get it off the ship, like pick it up on a shovel, and throw it out. Like it's the only way you're going to get rid of it or otherwise it'll it'll go right through like a chunk of burning magnesium will go right through a floor, right through the, like a solid steel floor, like no problem. And it'll keep going until it burns itself out.
1: Yeah, and like uh, I, I, I would never, I would not argue with that. Like, okay, the, maybe the engines had magnesium in them, and, and they fucking burn some stuff. They're not going to burn this building. is fucking 110 stories high, and it was disintegrated yeah.
2: into dust in midair. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to think that that's. It's too. You know, if you were, if you were a cop, like if you're a policeman, you're like, and you're looking at this, you're a detective, and you're like, there's, there's too many coincidences for you yeah. to be like, it just let it go.
0: And there's too many loose threads. <laughs> Just
2: nah. There's too many things that went right, you know, from the NORAD thing, from the NORAD, they, you know, they were running drills, so they couldn't scramble jets fast enough. They thought it was a drill. They thought this was not, you know, if, if they were checking these planes, they thought it was just a simulation or something like that. So, you know, from that to, 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 the, to the collapsing of the towers coming down almost perfectly, there's too, too many coincidences.
1: It's just, honestly, these architects and engineers from 9-11 Truth, say it's physically impossible for that building to come down how it did. They're not denying that the plane impact could cause a collapse of a section of the building. So you fucking fly the plane in 93 to 99 floors. It knocks out a bunch of columns, right? That part falls in on itself and probably stops or falls off. It does not collapse the entire... 95% of the building is perfectly structurally steely. It's made of steel and concrete. It's fucking perfect it's still fine and yet it comes down instantly it just falls and just turns to dust and disintegrates and doesn't even hit the ground it just turns to dust in midair if you if you haven't listened to our last case file we talked about dr judy woods how the fucking steel and concrete just pulverizes and t- turns into dust and just doesn't even hit the ground like there's no there's barely any seismic impact it's so weird okay like we're, we're going Actually, kind of long here but i got i, got, I want to talk about Trade Center Building 7. Ugh. This one for me. I'm not okay. I'm a yes, I'm a carpenter. I know how stuff is built. I know that stuff doesn't fail like that. Say I'm 100% wrong about the Trade Centers and the planes. They hit the sweet spot somehow on both towers and they fell and they they did what they did. Sure. Trade Center Building 7. If you I I encourage you to go look at a uh, a ground map of the trades of the World Trade Center complex of the, all the seven buildings so you had World Trade Center building one and two were kind of like on the interior and then you had oh was it number six I, I can't remember I don't have it in front of me but anyways you had number one and two in the middle and you had either number five or six next to the North Tower and then uh, and on the other side of number five or six, you had trade center building seven. So it was about a hundred, it's about a football, a football length away. It's about a hundred yards, like just under a hundred meters away, a long way. And that tower came straight down. So world trade center building seven, they say <coughs> sustained damage from the collapse of the north tower. Sure. Okay. It got hit with some debris. It started some office fires. So I had it had office fires on floor seven to nine and like eleven to thirteen. I didn't have it on on ten, and it at nine thirty in the morning it was burning. It burned about three or four o'clock. Not that like if you look, go look at go look at all the videos you can. Mainstreams <coughs> any any fucking stream video you can find. Go look at every single video you can find of Trade Center Building Seven, and see if you can find a fire that's a raging inferno. Because you can't. There was no raging inferno. They had yeah. There was fires on multiple floors. Yeah, like that building in London
0: was a raging inferno, and it didn't collapse.
1: I have that, and right in front of me, actually, the Grenfell Tower on June 14th. It fucking burned. It was a 24-story building. It fucking burned and burned and burned. The whole fucking thing is on fire, the entire building. There's got giant fucking clouds of fire flying off the top and smoke and everywhere. It it burned for 24 hours before it was brought, brought under control the building was sta- it, the building stand. Did it fall down? No. It had no collapse <laughs> of any kind. Steel buildings do not collapse under fire. It never has happened before. It'll never happen again. Ever. It'll never happen again. So, now we get to the, we get to building 7. It sustained multiple fires. And yet at 5:30 p.m. that day, September 11th, it collapsed for a lot of people say, oh, it collapsed at free, free fall speed the whole time. No, it collapsed for free fall speed for 100 feet. And that is proven in the NIST report, like the official document. For 100 feet, so about 9 or 10 stories, that building collapsed at free fall speed. So there was no resistance. It just collapsed straight down on itself, and then it's like buckled into its own footprint. And just like the other two towers, disintegrated into dust, and it exploded. It's gone. So mm. the, the official NIST report. Says that that building came down due to uncontrollable normal office fires. That is the honestly the official report of what happened. It took six years to get that out to the public, six years to understand what happened to Building 7. There was no men, they in Building 7, they found um, nanothermite and those molten spheres, the same as the other buildings. So there's obviously mol- like melted steel, and office fires do not burn hot enough. Like it does not happen and the final report of how the building came down i have it here oh yeah so there was i i looked at the i looked at the car, at the construction of this building too there's 81 columns in this building this building is huge it's 47 stories tall there's 81 main fucking point loads in the building the official explanation of this building was one column failed column 79 due to expansion of the steel which led to the collapse the failure of that of the of the coupling at that from the beam to the column. And that failure somehow created a, a systematic, uniform, complete collapse, of the entire building onto itself. And that was the final, that was it. They never even went back to it. One column out of 80, out of fucking 81 columns, one column failed and the whole thing came down in a uniform, like symmetry into its own footprint. And for me, I'm like, it's no mm,
3: me. No. Me and <laughs> thousands of thousands of
1: architects and engineers who build this buildings. They're like, if that happens on that building, we have to rethink how we build every single building in the entire world. Everything, every single yeah. one. It's fucking. It's ludicrous, man. Honestly, if like if you're still if you're still on the fence of like, the trade center's going down, and you haven't heard of Building Seven. Just go look. Just look at the... Look at Building 7 fires and then look at the Grenfell Tower. Man, there's... How many... How many fucking... I have a fucking list here. I have a list of 10 skyscraper fires that burned way more more intensely and way longer than the World Trade Center Building 7. None of them ever collapsed. Some of them had to be taken down after because they were not livable anymore. Like, they were worried about them. But none of them ever fully... Some of them partially collapsed. I'm going to go through a couple here. The Garley Building Fire. November 20th, 1996. had So it was a 41 loss of lives, 81 injuries. This fucking thing in Hong Kong, it burned for all day. It burned and burned and burned and burned. It didn't collapse. Here's a good one. I'm going to butcher this fucking name because it's from Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Bill Bill Mellermier Apartment Complex Fire. So what happened is... Or did you say Boromir? I wish. Yeah. Bil- Bilmirmir, apartment complex fire. 1992 in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, a Boeing 747 aircraft nosedived from the sky and slammed into two high-rise buildings, apart- two high-rise apartment complexes in Amsterdam. The impact of the aircraft hitting the corner of the ninth floor caused a partial collapse inwards. And you look if you go, go look at a picture of it, it did collapse. A portion of it did collapse and I'm like, that, that's what would happen in the building if you took out a portion of it. That portion with those point loads would collapse and this has a big chunk of the building it's collapsed. The rest of the building, it's intact. Boom. In Shanghai, China in 2010, 28-story high-rise building burned all fucking day. Again, just a raging inferno. It was still standing. The MGM Grand in fucking Las Vegas burned. It was fine. The DuPont Plaza Hotel Fire burned in December 31, 1986 in Puerto Rico killed a whole bunch of people, never collapsed. Uh, The Winecliffe Hotel Fire or Wankoff Hotel Fire, same thing, burned, 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 119 people died, never collapsed. And that was in Atlanta, USA. Like it just goes on and on. There's hundreds of high rise office fires. There's office fires every year. Not ones ever collapsed. The only ones that partially collapsed is the one that got hit by a plane, which it probably should have, and it did. How like engineers and everyone thinks it should. So I don't know. I've been I've gone on a big round here, guys. You guys, you guys jump in for a bit because I gotta take I gotta drink some beer.
0: I think we got. <laughs> I think we need to wrap this one up, man. We've almost done two. Back. I think we I one. think
2: we've got as much out of it as we gonna get. I mean, we went all the way back to 1979, brought it all back up to now or 1972 when they they were built. And there's just a lot of coincidences that we've had so far. And it's going to keep being like that because this is just, this was like a defining, this was a defining event in history that changed the way kind of America like saw itself in the world. Um, Like they're not, we're not untouchable and that, you know, it also caused people to look closer at our government and the way that we do things. And then now we, you know, we can see that the things that we've done in the past come back to bite us. And, you know, maybe we try to do things better or they try to do things more efficiently for those who are, whose interests, um, are closely tied with the success of the United States government or the proliferation of, a of a pretty much unwinnable war in the middle east that we're going to be there that you know president trump is you know we've we he's already committed to sending more troops over there which i figured was going to be the case anyways when he said he's going to make an announcement of it and it's like we're never going to get out of there never it's it's constantly gonna you're gonna be we're gonna be there forever and Mm. or at least until i think i think it has a lot to do with just the the dependence on petroleum-based products you know the the way that the, those Saudis pump out that oil, they're lucky enough to live in a in an area of the world where, you know, that oil is plentiful and you know they can dig it up whenever they want and they have more money than they they need ever. Yeah. You know, made them rich. The dependence on the world's dependence on a uh, fossil fuel has made it on that black know? on that black gold, baby. On the black gold. Yep. As long as as long as we're dependent on that that resource you know, as oil as a resource, then it's going to just keep keep going, you know. Man, I... And even, in, even after we find, if, if we move on from there, we'll still probably have these, you know, you'll still have terrorists. You'll just, you know, the government will probably just fight. You have to fight a new enemy because if you don't, then, then what do you do? You either... Uh, either your populace turns in on itself or you, uh, you know, establish gladiatorial games. And maybe we'll get the running man like with Arnold wow. Schwarzenegger. That would be, be cool.
1: Man, I, I honestly think
2: <laughs>
1: America's, it's, man, if you listen to this podcast, you know, and like I don't, I, I mean, 99% of Americans are just are great, great people. And you have an insane government right now. That's just like
2: absolute net balls.
1: It's nuts. Here's a crazy stat. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it before. But I came across this a few weeks ago. I was like, it can't be. But then, you know what? I looked into it, and this seems pretty right. For 239 years since, like, America was a country or started breaking away from it, they've been, for 222 of the 239 years, America has been at war with somebody over something. Yep. So, you start to, now you you come back to the, uh, like, the military industrial complex and, like, that kind of thing. Like, America is built on going to war the war machine brings in so much money. It's a huge employer. How many people are in the military? I don't even know. Do you, you have any idea, Dan? Like
2: Between all branches uh, of the military? Total, total, all branches of the military? Yeah. Ooh, shoot. I don't know. Like I don't know off the top of my head. Millions? A lot, three, four million? Probably. I mean, we've even been, actually, we've been cutting back uh, recently. We've been cutting back, but that's mostly because of the economy, even. You know, in bad times, in bad times, the economy is doing bad, the military is doing good, and when the economy is doing good, then the military is doing bad relative so right but there, you still right, have a large you have a direct relation still, between yeah.
1: military and economy right so yeah. 93 percent of the time in America's history they've been at war they've only been at peace with everybody on earth for less than 20 years forever yeah. forever
2: since yeah. they've been our country. biggest like the biggest businesses in the United States are those military contractors yeah. those people who either the engineering companies, those those people who build those infrastructures, uh, they always want those contracts. The United States goes in anywhere. You know those guys are sitting in the wings waiting for us to bomb the crap out of a place, and then it's okay, we'll give us, you know, give us the contract and we'll rebuild it. Pay us and we'll rebuild it. You know, you got those guys. Uh, you've got the people who are, you know, building uh, building techno military technologies, like even the, the information mining companies like Raytheon, uh those big companies are are part of it that military industrial complex is what you know united states was pretty much built on oh yeah and yeah. it's it's an un, it's a pretty much unstoppable machine they've got their fingers in everything it and is everywhere the war,
1: it is the war machine it is the war yeah. machine it con, it controls the american economy it, con, it controls the global economy because america is such a big player in it right yeah
2: and it's and I mean, it's part of just politics in general. I mean, you see it all through history. If if a military, uh, a country that is based solely pretty much on military like the Roman Empire, I mean, you see the Roman Empire is a perfect example where they had such an awesome military, like they had to constantly be fighting wars. If you're not mm-hmm. fighting wars, then your military has got nothing to do. And either they turn on the populace or, you know, you're they've got nothing to do. It's just a big drain on the economy. You have a bunch of people, like you said, uh, military is one of the largest United States military is uh you know a large employer like dod Mm -hmm. and all those guys um they employ the most number of people and if you've got no wars to fight and you don't need these people like what are they going to do there's there's not enough jobs for them in the private sector like they can't they can't do that especially some of those people who are you know if you're a soldier like you're a trigger puller like that's all pretty much you know how to do and you know some of these guys a large amount of of people i'm not saying they're not smart you know but it's it's just kind of all they know or um and what they've been able to do and a lot of guys can't make the adjustment outside the military without some sort of you know compensation or, or assistance well
1: yeah you're, you're like um, you're a product of your environment so if you're if you like you come out of high school you're 18 you join the military 18 or 19 you yeah. serve there for 10 or 20 years that's all you've ever known you don't know it to be evil you're just like I, i'm doing i'm doing the right yeah. thing man i'm helping people like you know so like a lot of people a lot of people on this like have messaged us and be like Hey man i served I served in Iraq, I was there like a blah, blah blah, you guys are saying this, and this. I kind of agree with you, like I've been there, and I've witnessed like what happens like we're over there, like it's just weird. they're like after they serve like man, this is like why like why are we still there like why are we even there in the first place like why
2: are we here in the first place like man. I mean they can never they can never give like a solid objective like there's never been one, and it's like how long are we gonna be there and then the you know the politicians say, until we win the war until we win, and like when is that gonna be? Like, yeah. you, how you, do you even de- you how do you decide that? I thought it was Al Qaeda, like, for the longest time, and then it's like, oh, nope, now it's ISIS. I'm like, wait. Who's next? We beat Al Qaeda. What's, the, what's already? the next
1: one? What's the next one going to the, be? They, yeah, they are
0: these guys Satan the mini bosses?
2: Where's the end of the level? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, where's the fucking head? Let's chop it off. Uh, that's like you when, know, you, when you, hear, always, you hear all these news stories right now. They're like, oh, North Korea, they got hydrogen bombs, they got atomic bombs. You're like, oh, that's going to be nasty. But you're like, but here's what it is Do they have them? Do they really fucking have them? Like Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, they didn't have them. Syria had Uh,
2: Syria had gas attacks. Did they do it? The chemical the chemical attacks are harder. The the chemical attacks and uh, possession of those kind of weapons is harder to verify than if you're doing actually nuclear tests and causing because those could be picked up by seismic. I know those kinds of experiments. Have you actually looked?
1: I looked. I looked. I was like proof of Korean atomic weapons, and all it was was CNN reports and Fox News reports. I didn't see one video, like one interview from like from anyone
2: from North Korea. I didn't see anything except. You're never going to get anybody out of there talk. Get somebody from their nuclear program to talk about no, it or their state news. I'm I saying if so. they
1: if they really had proof, if they really had proof of a nuclear test over there, and they're like, oh, they have them. Show us, show us, show us something. Just a little bit. Not maybe not even the whole thing. Just a little bit. I haven't seen the thing. I think, yeah. If
2: someone, I think you have to be able those because you get those things show up on like Richter scales and like you can if you know how to interpret the, that's the what data mean. from like a Richter scale. I be I I would sure that they have it somewhere. And I'm all like, okay. For this is a nuclear someone show, like,
1: someone nuclear put it out there because it's not there. It's not the proof is not there. The only the only thing there is the big the big headline news stories like, oh, North Korea has nuclear weapons. They can reach the U.S. like guess what the new the u.s has thirty thousand nuclear weapons or whatever the fuck it is they can reach anywhere on the planet and probably in the solar system if they wanted to like you don't i just i just cannot believe i cannot believe it anymore i just can't it's crazy it's insane it's just like that north korea is the next
2: target or is it iran or is it russia or is it all three who knows like, well, we don't. Well, it's pretty much. I think that, that there's no real good. I mean, they've pretty much said it out loud that there's no good military option to deal with North Korea. You can't. You can't send people in. Uh, we can't. You know, if we go in, what's worried is China's worried about the refugees. China doesn't want to take all the refugees from North Korea if we go in there. And if we do send troops in there, uh, it's not a matter if they have the ICBMs or the strike capability. It's like they do actually have nukes. And if they set one off. Like, but he do, would be crazy enough I mean. to do that.
1: Do they have nukes?
2: Do they have nukes? I would just, just the, the idea that they might have them. Cause I mean, even in the, you know, during the old Cold War days, it wasn't enough that it's like, most of it was a bluff. It's like, we got these nukes, you know, we've got these nukes and yeah, we could show them that we got them. But it's just the, the idea that somebody does have a nuke. But doesn't that, doesn't and that it seem they, weird they, to yeah. you
1: that like that, like that is the same thing for the last 50 years? It's the same military. It's, it's, it's the same, no, it's the same, it's, yeah, but we talked about it earlier, too. Like, fear is the mechanism of, of all control. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what I really believe it is. And, like, the people running the world are fucking psychopaths, man. And they fucking, they, 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 want, they want it to keep going. They don't want it to stop. So North Korea is next. Or
2: who fucking, Russia is yeah. right now. I'm, I'm not China saying and, that. I'm not saying that you're wrong. And I'm saying that, yeah, these people are things. And they want, like, those people who do run the world or, or have control over the, the, the way things work. It's like, yeah, they want this stuff to keep going. And, okay, and they're going to let this stuff go until it gets to a certain point. And either it's going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, well, we might as well have a nuclear war. There's too many people. It's, this is how we're going to deal with overpopulation. And they get really crazy about it and they want a war to start. So you can, you know, you can cleanse the world, you know, yeah. you might get, you might get onto that. But, you know, that's terrifying. That's some, that's some like sci-fi fucking, uh,
1: shit. John, what, John Lennon said it best, best, the fucking world's run by insane people for insane means like that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is like we we're just like we're just we're on such a low level to these people fucking running the show that we don't yep. like we're we on what the point we know we know something fucking is going on that's it's not right something's <laughs> yeah. not right but we just we don't really know it's
2: fucking insane you've got people like the like uh like the Rothschilds man like you got the Rothschilds like the last Rothschilds he's had like nine hearts or something that was Rockefeller yeah, so and then he last. died or is it Rockefeller? He it's died. Rockefeller. They've Fuck had like nine. Yeah, and you've had like nine hearts. Dick Cheney had two. Like <laughs> Rockefeller had a, He had his
1: last heart heart transplant. Like uh-huh. what was he fucking ninety something? He was so it's fucking insane. old.
2: Like these people live in this world. Like they live in like a completely different level. If, yeah, if, what if, is it, Elysium, whatever? They live on their little moon thing, and yeah. like, well, the rest of us are just freaking ants.
1: Anyways, boys, like we got just, let's let's start wrapping this one up be. because yeah, we'll go forever on this one. But that was good. It was good to get back in the back in the saddle here. We got yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. Um, Until Br- next Brayden, you want to do some five star reviews?
0: Um, do you have them up? Hold on, I do. I can pull them up. My
1: I got, I got a bunch here. We got 292 reviews, but we can't read them all. So. Wow.
0: Uh, well, if you if you read one, by the time you read one, I'll have mine kicked up here.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll read our newest one from Erica. Oh, from USA. I love anything alien. So this easily got my eye, love it. All of the different alien conspiracy theories are great. It's like these guys are on my, fr- are my friends, IRL, in real life, I guess. <laughs> TRL, total request left. Thank you, Erica Zero. Or a lot of A's? I can really tell. There's a lot of
2: A's, or is it the ad sign?
1: No, it's a lot of A's. A lot of A's. Cool. Braden, you got more? I'm going one more.
2: Um.
0: No, I only have the old ones, and there's still not a new one from Canada.
1: Super lame. Oh, you gotta fucking you gotta log into the new one here.
0: I do have to log into the new one. Kay. Give us one more.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll do. I'll uh, I'll do one yeah. more here. I've never done a review. Is the title from cool. D Money One Five Zero Eight? Seriously, you guys are awesome. I'm addicted to the podcast. Please, for the glory that is. Oh, Officer Ron Pond. Do Alistair Crowley? Yeah, we got to do. Getting that. a lot of requests for Crowley, so he's uh he's coming up soon. Apparently, he's got nine eleven connections too. So get out! That'd he's, be fun. He's connected to everything. Everything. Okay, I'll do one more just because there's so yeah. many we will yeah, more in here. Yeah, let's keep. Yeah, we can get some. You guys deserve fun. five stars from Captain Edizi from USA. Uh, USA is fucking giving us all the
2: fucking. You guys too. Canada, like, Canada,
1: get on your shit here. There's no fucking reviews from the homeland Get your here. people in gear. <laughs> you guys make me laugh every time I listen to you. I get to start a conversation with my brother, Pajeezy509. It gives me something to think about and I can do more research on it. Yeah, it was okay. Cool. Not bad. Ah. Not a bad one.
0: Not bad. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Pajeezy messages us all the
1: time. Yeah, I think he does. Okay, well... I got
0: it. Well, not, I'm exhausted. Hey, you, you, stick on, <laughs> you stick on
1: the line here because I got, I, got, I got some shout outs here. All
0: right, let's do some shout
1: outs. We don't do ads on the show. We never will. No ads. We never will do any advertisements. But what we do do is we have a Patreon. You want to support the show? We give you a shout out. Oh, yeah. So what I'm going to do is because we haven't done it in a while. We got a lot of Patreons now.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to go through them real quick. We advertise for you, telling everybody what a cool person you are. So the top tier <laughs>
1: certified alien theorists. We got three of you guys. They're, they they want to come on the show when they can. I think they actually might be all from Australia. So oh. Australian prolapsers for the win. These guys are awesome.
0: So we'll have to do the show with Byron so Byron can translate. Yeah, to he's got trans them. he's got translate
1: for us. Anyways, we got <laughs> Justin Reeser, Graham Ashcroft, and Drew Edwards top tier donating to Absolute the show legends fucking legends boys and then we got uh ron pond approved second tier johnny coon and gary smith you guys get a free t-shirt it's coming up to you pretty quick here because you know what we just got new t-shirts actually oh, breaking news breaking news. news we have new t-shirts they will be always available they are our logo on a shirt a black nice great quality shirt with alien theorists theorizing and the logo on it uh, stay tuned for the website next week. It'll be on there and you can order them. We're going to be shipping pretty much anywhere in the world. So we'll go for it from there. And then, uh, okay, we got our next tier Ron Pond approved. These guys are fucking legends also. Kane Barrett, Ray Dizzle, Chris Ayala, Elaine Tremblay, Joel Dunham, Taylor Schmidt, Cole Barry, Sarah Jones, and Mike Rutledge. All legends. All supporting the show, keeping us ad free, paying the bills. Because it's not a free show. Wish, wish it was. Keeping the lights on. <laughs> and uh, $5 reward. You become a correspondent. You make up your own title on the fucking uh, Patreon page Jeremiah Parrish, Aria Abrego, Miranda Medina, Catherine Murdoch, Blake Edward, Christopher McCormick, Dan Mansbridge, Scary Canary. That's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> oh scary canary sent us a picture of her wearing our last shirt she wore her last scary shirt canary. she wore her our last shirt uh right. our l nasty with the canadian maple leaf on there to a, no, a good shirt to an independence nice day shirt. party and everyone made fun of her so what whether well, like, we kept are we like what, what are you wearing maple leaf on independence day and so good for you scary canary representing right. the show
2: people making fun of you we'll go beat them up yeah well, you, we're you, gonna
1: do it you, you talk to us we'll, we'll, we'll get on it Ticket Stephen Fallon, Alyssa Abril, Miranda Pelicano, Stuart Sentence. I've read this guy's name before, it's always good. And then we got Brock Masters, always a legend, great name. Holly Mellon, Colin Malone, Aaron Amador, Kyle James, Carl Malone,
2: (laughs) Carl Malone,
1: no, Colin Malone. Oh, sorry, sorry, bursty bursty bubble there. And uh, for one dollar a month, just donate to the beer fund. We got a few guys, we got our SoCal correspondent. You know who you are. Tyler Weiss, Will Roche, De, De, De Roche, De John Trump, no, John Tomp? Donald Trump? Donald Trump? No, John Trump. Trump, not Trump. John Trump. Trump. Madison Trump. Elliott and Alex Richmond. You guys are supporting the show, making it go around. We, we appreciate you guys. If you guys want to support the show, check us out on Patreon.com. You get the case files early. You get bonus contact, content in the after hours. And we appreciate everything you do. Anyways, Brain, anything else? I'm
0: actually legit excited to have some of these correspondents on.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. I
0: gotta, I gotta that That's up. gonna be cool. Yeah, we got... It's gonna have to do a weekend show, and it's gonna have to be three thirty in the morning for us, or some bullshit. That's all right. We'll we'll <laughs> make
1: it work. No, we we got we got a lot of good a lot of good case files coming up. It's gonna be a great uh, great fall of podcasting for us. You're gonna hear more of us yeah, for it, sure. It
0: was
2: a little slow in the summer, but it's summered, and it's now hard. it's uh. It's podcast and video game season. Yeah, it's, t- yeah. it's time to harvest. It's time to harvest our our theory crop.
1: Yep. <laughs> all right, I got w- I got one more piece of news that I'm really stoked for. This is kind of what I've been doing all summer. If you like rock and roll music, my band called Lucky Monkey just released our first EP, five songs professionally done. It's on Spotify, any streaming service you use, iTunes, whatever you use, we're on there. Give it a listen. And actually, I'm not going to play one of the songs at the end of this podcast for you. It's called Run for Me. It's our first uh it's our first song we released, so hope you like it. If you like it, follow us on Facebook and uh that's my sales pitch for the band. You guys got Need anything to- else?
0: No, that's all.
1: Negative. All right, boys. That's all right. We'll uh, we'll be uh we'll be in touch soon.
0: Yeah. Um as always, we will talk to you again next year about 911. Don't let this <laughs> die. Um, just just research just answers. research everything.
1: Just just want look answers. into it.
0: Um, and as always live long and prolapse
1: oh yeah